you are your own problem. True. Yeah. I agree with that. You are also the solution versus you are loved. One of those is this humanist philosophy that like, I've got to pull myself up. I got to figure out how to fix this. And the other one says, no, the fact that you are loved by God is the solution. Right. And it has nothing to do with yourself. The gospel approach completely tosses out your own ability to do anything about yourself. Right. If you accept that, only the fact that I am loved by God changes the dynamic of that. And it does change it completely. Welcome to the Really Real Podcast, where anything you say can and will be used. (laughs) Wait. Side. That's the intro for the true crime podcast I also narrate. Take two. This is the Really Real Podcast, where three friends sit down for a drink and talk about the real issues that are going on in their lives. And where if you can't afford an attorney, one will be appointed. It's, it, ah. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Hey, that's right. It's episode 83 of the Really Real Podcast, a show where three friends sit down for a drink and some refreshingly honest conversation about real life. So happy to have you along for the ride with us today. Here's what we've got on tap for today's show. First up in Need a Refill, I'm talking about creative hobbies you love doing just for the sake of doing them. Ooh. Ah, It's kind of inspired. You may remember last fall. Isaac talked about his drawing habit. Yes. I, that makes it sound like it's like a bad habit, like a drug yes. habit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drawing habit. No. You just can't stop. Compulsive yeah. <laughs> Not drug. like that. It's a good habit, right? Sometimes we need outlets for our creativity. Yes. And I yeah. think sometimes it's also really important to be able to have those outlets where we're doing something just for the sake of doing that. Yeah. Right? It's not a money maker. It's not a hustle. Yep. It's not oh, your yeah. job. It's just something you do for the love of doing it. Mm-hmm. I've kind of found that thing for me, and I'll be sharing a little bit more about what that is coming up later in the show. Really Real Robots makes a return. We love our little Real FM AI (laughs) and the great work that uh, it's been doing over the last couple of episodes, helping us with things we don't want to do. And it's Isaac's turn to get a little help this week, both with doing his taxes because uh-huh. everyone needs help with that. Yeah. And also making small talk at a family reunion. Oh, thank God it's going to help me with that. <laughs> oh, Maybe yeah. one of the best applications of the Real FM AI yet. If it works well, I have a feeling we could all uh-huh. take it up yeah. on that offer. We're all going to steal it. I'm just going to stay home and send it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then next on the show, I need a hero. Isaac is discussing Polish moms. Yeah. Which... <laughs> Without any context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds a little weird. I was fully prepared to just leave you hanging on that too and That's see awesome. where you went. Yeah. But you know, everything has been upside down over in uh, Eastern Europe yes. over yeah. the last few weeks. So Isaac's going to be telling us a little bit of a, a cool story about yeah. something that's happening over in Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. specifically on the Poland-Ukrainian border. Yeah. And then quote me on that. We have a new quote from this week and we're taking the quote of the week a little bit in a different direction by pulling for the first time a quote from a movie. Yeah. Yes. We're talking about Bridesmaids, which is a movie <laughs> that came out, what, 10 or 11 years ago, something oh, yeah. like that. It's been a while. I have actually seen this movie. Yeah. Isaac, have you seen the movie? I've seen it. You it's have? been a long okay. time. It's funny as I haven't. You haven't. Really? Which is and hilarious. you were the one that pulled I, this quote. I know. Yeah. How did I, you find this? I just found it online. Okay. For quotes. You just thought it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so that's funny. that will be very interesting to talk about then yeah. with a little bit of context for the movie and yeah. maybe some without. Yeah. But it's a quote from Bridesmaids. And here's the quote. I don't associate with people who blame the world for their problems you are your problem you are also your solution Mm, dang yeah we'll cover that quote in more detail a little (laughs) later on in the show first we'll start with what is everybody drinking today things have been a little busy here around the station over the last couple weeks we've got a lot of stuff going on got a fundraiser coming up we just launched a brand new morning show on real fm we launched Mm -hmm. a couple new podcasts Uh as well i'm in full-on caffeine mode 
Oh yeah. Lately. So yes. I've been I've been dipping into like the soda caffeine well a little more <laughs> okay. than usual. Yeah. And uh, I had a wild cherry Pepsi. Oh. Ooh. Have you guys had this experience where you have like a drink or something that like instantly takes you back to a specific time or location in your life. Yeah. Okay. Pepsi is this for me because most of the time I end up having Coke, right? Especially down Mm -hmm. here in the South, more places have Coke than Pepsi. Yeah. Pepsi is kind of the redheaded stepchild of the soda (laughs) world. Yeah. But I had a Pepsi the other day, a cherry Pepsi, and it instantly transported me back to Kansas State University basketball games. Whoa. Which sounds very random. But when I was younger, my dad and I would often go to basketball games at K-State. We lived about I don't know, 45 minutes away from K-State. Yeah. Big K-State fans. We would go to games and they had Pepsi as like the, Mm -hmm. you know, main soda provider at the games. Yeah. And so something about the taste of Pepsi and popcorn. Okay. Just instantly transports me back to that setting. Right. The name of the stadium is Bramlage Coliseum. And that's like what I think of every single time I have a Pepsi. Wow. So it's cool to have that. That's kind of this, I don't know, just random Pepsi. I'm that way with Big Red. Yeah. Like Big Red Soda. I would eat that when I would go out to my grandpa's farm. Okay. It's like this Uh store that sold. I would get a cheese sandwich and drink Big Red Soda. And that was like the best. Yeah. That's so adorable. One last note on Cherry Pepsi. The actual name of it is Wild Cherry Pepsi. Uh Uh-huh. I learned. Should almost say that with a guitar solo. And I'm just like, do you always have to include the wild? Wild. Like, yeah. It's like... (laughs) How wild is like why is it why I have questions yeah. about the wildness of Cherry Pepsi. But maybe it doesn't feel maybe very wild. We'll, maybe we'll cover that another time. Oh, that's awesome. I'm taking a page out of Isaac's book and trying the blueberry pomegranate aha sparkling Ooh, water. Blueberry uh-huh. pomegranate. Uh-huh. It's, that sounds it's actually really good. Yeah. yeah, I'm a fan. I've been dipping my toe back into the sparkling water world again. I nice. kind of stopped for a while and then we bought a case of limoncello again and I was like, oh yeah, I like this. I forgot yeah and so i'm like i need to try some other flavors mm-hmm. i'm not we've not really branched out so okay. got this one for us and yeah. i'm actually really enjoying it is it is it extreme like the blackberry uh it's not extreme <laughs> i don't think i would say okay but it's just it's blueberry good. pomegranate it's different not wild like the cherry no, no, come on i don't think it's wild it's sparkling water it's, it's, wearing, it's wearing khaki pants it's yeah. not wild simmer down <laughs> it's, now it's uh-huh. a, it's a, yeah <laughs> it's a reserved yes berry drink <laughs> I have managed to find and listen for my sparkling waterheads. Topo Chico has been not on an embargo, mm-hmm. but it's been hard to find Topo Chico's. Yeah, lately. there is a Mexican restaurant that opened up a stone's throw from my house. Like Ooh. I can see my house from the front of this restaurant. And I walked in there the other day. They had Topo Chico's <gasps> in their mini fridge to oh, buy. Oh, man. I'm going to single handedly keep that business running. Yeah. <laughs> buying Topo Chico's there. So I'm, I'm into my rare Topo Chico private stock now. Okay. Nice. And I am loving life again. I didn't realize that's that awesome. they were not available now. I didn't either. You cannot find Topo Chico anywhere. Wow. Wow. Yeah, this place has a source, apparently. They've they've got the hookup. I haven't asked any questions. Yeah, like I don't, top I don't, secret. I'm not trying to find out what <laughs> rules we're breaking by having right. this. Yeah. But it's great. You don't want to jeopardize the stock. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. no, 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 no. Right. If anything, awesome. we need to edit this entire conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll censor the uh, references to the restaurant <laughs> name and the, and the drink name taco but just beep the first part of that okay got it (laughs) all right let's talk about what's on repeat this week my on repeat is one call by lecrae and 1k this is the most popular track from lecrae and 1k new collab album no church in a while which Mm. i love the name of that Hmm. album i was reading an interview with 1k he was talking about the album and he said this album is for everybody who ain't been to church or connected to god in a while who thinks they can't go back 
ain't really that deep. God is waiting for everybody to tap back in. <laughs> like, that's what it is, right? I love that. They're talking about with a pandemic, a lot of people missed a lot of time at church from that. And then yeah. maybe you're having a hard time getting back into the rhythm now that mm-hmm. uh, church is happening again. Said, if that's you, then this album is for you. And this mm-hmm. song, specifically One Call, I got to be honest, the main reason I like this song <laughs> is not so much the lyrical content, but it's just a catchy trap Mm-hmm. kind of mumble rap song <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and even if you don't know what they're like it's this weird thing mumble rap yeah where like yeah sometimes it's hard to understand what the heck they're talking about and yet like that's also part of the appeal right but it's just like it's, it's super catchy it is yep. it's got the big huge 808 bases you got the trap beat the mumble rap delivery the other thing that a lot of people complain about with mumble rap is like the repetition yeah right oh. so you just like pick like a word and they're just like repeat they're like crock pot crock pot crock pot 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 you know and like if you put a beat under that (laughs) number one tomorrow yeah i mean there is a song that kind of yeah this song doesn't do just like you know here's a word and i'm going to repeat it over and over again yeah if you actually pick out the lyrics they are actually very good and creative but it's really about the big 808s for me and they're like boom 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 you know like (laughs) If the weather's nice outside, it's the perfect like roll the windows down, like yeah. blast everybody on the block kind of song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then you got the whistle. Yes, the right at the end. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> that took me off guard a little bit. That was really good. <laughs> Maybe it was Kara on the track doing this the whistle. Time we got Kara on the track. <laughs> so new. You could totally whistle on some. Uh, like, no beats. rapping, but I could whistle All right. with the rappers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on repeat for me this week is Hills and Horizons by Futures. This is a little more of a classic worship song. It's a little mm-hmm. a little slower than some of my picks, but it does stick with the theme of a lot of my picks lately, which have mostly been about trusting when you can't see the big picture, mm-hmm. which is not a very fun thing. <laughs> Yeah, I've been needing a lot of that right now in life. I mean, we all have. Who are we kidding? The world is crazy right now. But also just personally, like my husband's in a season of doing a little bit of career searching Mm. and there's just been a lot going on. And so it just feels like there's a greater need for some trust. And uh, this one is a good reminder of that. The chorus says we don't get to see the whole picture. We don't get to see the whole thing. We just get a glimpse of the moment, the promise, the future and not the in-betweens. And that's a good metaphor for me. I do well with metaphors of like stories and pictures. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. all right, I accept. I can't always see the whole picture, but I know that it's a good picture or a good story. And so, all right, God, got to trust that you're handling the in-betweens here. I thought when I first listened to this song, yes, this is a concept that I feel like is very common to talk about, like in worship songs or in Christian music. And for good reason, because it's something that we all deal with. But I've really appreciated it. It felt like they kind of explored it uh, with Mm -hmm. a metaphor that felt fresh and it didn't feel like a tired, okay, we've heard this song a million times before true thing like you know i don't know it felt like they brought some both musical and lyrical creativity Mm. to a concept that is probably a concept we've heard in a number of songs before right which is probably why it caught my attention a little bit i agree yeah it's 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 got a fresh feel to it mine repeat this week is nona and neon feather this is a remix of jump gonna jump into your arms into your to remix everything uh, can, can they just yeah can he they she he, he, he can, get, yeah neon feather friend of the show can you please <laughs> remix everything because this sounds yes. so good i'm uh, that's anson awesome. has permanently gotten me into electronic music and more dancing music yes. and this is just such a good song 
And it's another one of those that I had this on while I was riding around the other day on my mountain bike. It's like, you keep telling me I'm made to fly. I'm like going over a jump. It like fit the entire mood and vibe so I like, well. I am made to fly. Yeah, it was just praise and worship while I'm on the dirt. That was That's cool. Awesome. Um, but specifically this line, meet me in the free fall. I know you're faithful. So many times in my life, that's been the case where I felt like I'm in free fall a little bit Mm -hmm. and swoop there. God is again to pick me up and get me there. And I love that. There's some truth in it. And it's a good song. Neon Feather does a number of Christian music remixes. That's Mm kind of his lane, I guess. And he is really good. He has this way of like adding so much energy into a song. Right. Yeah. While not just like blasting. And I never power it. Yeah. I like pretty much every remix that he's done. Mm hmm. This episode of the Really Real Podcast is brought to you by the Dad Advice Hotline. Has your dryer stopped working? Is your engine making the weird noise again? Our team of dads spanning multiple generations are here to answer all of your big questions and problems. Yeah, the check engine light. It's more of a suggestion. You'll be fine. When did you change the oil? You absolutely do not call a plumber. Have you tried Drano? Nah, it doesn't sound like it needs stitches. You should be good. Are you sticking to your envelope method? Call the Dad Advice Hotline today. Additional fees may apply. Advice from our team of dads are non-refundable. We are not liable for anything the Boomer Dads tell you. Need a refill? What we wish life would pour us a little more of. Another! All right, yes, time to talk about something that's really been working for me as of late. A creative hobby that I really love to do just for the sake of doing it. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of things in my life that I do and that I enjoy doing, but that have kind of a necessity tied mm. to it. Right. Yeah. Like I'm very fortunate that I love my job. Yeah. I right. love getting to do the things that I do here at Real FM. I right. love getting to do the afternoon show with Kara. I love getting to listen to new music and pick it out for Real FM. And I love doing graphic design and some of the stuff I do for that. But anytime you're doing something that's tied to your work in mm-hmm. some way, whether it's your career or maybe a side hustle or whatever, there's just this part of that that like, I don't know, it's not that I don't enjoy it, but you also have to take a break from it at yes. times. Like there's times where you got to get away from it and go yeah. like, all right, I got to stop working. Yeah. Right? right. We also need things that we do just for fun, just for play. Yes. Right? And even if something is fun to do, if it's tied to work, I'm not sure it can really be playful all the time. Yeah. Right? They're linked in a way that can't really be undone. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think everybody needs to find those things that they can do that are play just for the sake of playing. Mm -hmm. For me, it's music production Mm. I've discovered. I've always been musical. I was participating in piano composition competitions when I was in like second grade. So I started taking piano lessons in kindergarten and then I took violin lessons. I was playing the piano. I've learned to play the drums and guitar and you know learned all these different instruments. I was in a not very good rock band when I was in high school, <laughs> as everybody do. Yeah, uh, true. I was in a bunch of choirs. And at one point, I actually thought I'd be a worship pastor before I got into radio. Oh, wow. But as I was just talking about, part of my rationale for not making music my job was that I didn't want to lose my love for it. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of nervous that like, OK, if I if I go into like worship ministry, right, maybe I'll kind of lose the love mm-hmm. I have for it because it's just going to become work and the yeah. thing that I have to do. Mm. The ironic thing is, I think as an adult, I kind of did lose my love for my involvement in music mm. anyway, not because it was work related, but because I just didn't have time for it. Right. Or I didn't have a good outlet. 
yeah. for it. And so I like, mm. I didn't play the instruments as much. My guitar kind of sat in the closet and I didn't have a piano to play for the longest time. And mm. so I just wasn't really making use of those musical abilities or talents because I didn't really know what to do with it. Mm. I've also always loved electronic music and I've long thought, man, that would be really fun to like mm. try my hand at. Sure. Like I've played all these other instruments. I could make electronic music, right? But every time I like opened up one of these, what's called a DAW, which mm -hmm. D-A-W stands for Digital Audio Workstation, mm -hmm. I was like just completely overwhelmed yeah. by right. the number of buttons and knobs and levers and like yeah. how in the world am I supposed to learn what all these things do <laughs> and how to actually just create a melody in here? Like, And so I would always kind of give up. They're also super expensive Ooh. to buy like the software, usually like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Also, there's this little part of me as well that's like i only like doing things that i'm instantly successful <laughs> at yeah right no. so if i didn't know how to do it like right away yeah. i'm kind of like well i might as well just not even try how dare uh, you not be an instant pro at this <laughs> right, thing you just right. looked at exactly yeah. so finally though during the pandemic i was really like i really need to find something that i enjoy doing beyond just like watching movies and yeah, playing video sure. games like consumption kind of stuff yeah yep. i was like i need a creative thing like yeah. I, isaac's got this like drawing thing going yes. on he talked about that yeah. last fall and what that was doing for him i was like i gotta find this like thing mm. for me i tried another like free trial of one of these daws mm -hmm. called ableton and i started messing around with it and I've had this song that has been in my head for years. I actually wrote it originally for a friend's wedding and performed it at their wedding. That's so cool. But it's been kind of rattling around in my head, a version of it for years. And I was like, all right, I have the concept already. Yeah. Which is like one of the hardest parts is actually coming up with like a, a musical concept. So I was like, I'm going to sit down and try to like just make something to do with this mm -hmm. in, in this yeah. digital audio workstation. And after like 30 days of working on it, I had like a chorus that was just kind of like a little demo chorus and played it for a few friends they're like oh yeah that's actually kind of it's kind of cool and i was like yeah. all right i'm gonna keep working on this and spent several more months working on this song and actually completed a song yeah. mm -hmm. in this workstation ended up buying the daw uh they had like an education license since we work for a university i was oh. able to get a discount on it nice it's still expensive but not like quite as obscenely expensive yeah. right made a song that's so cool and then that's rad, man. found like a, a distribution service for free where i was like i can stick this on spotify so like my friends can listen to it and i'm like wow look now i'm like a verified artist on wow. spotify with, like my picture and my song and that's only so three cool. people have listened to me but like it's there <laughs> right like <laughs> and yeah. that actually is a part of it too because i have no social media profiles i have no way to promote my own music yeah so i have been forced to accept the fact that this is something i am going to do for me right and for myself for my own love of doing it yep i'm not looking at a career change i'm not gonna like become some crazy big edm producer that's not right i don't think i'm that good for one and and for two like that's not that's not the point that's not where right. i'm trying to go with this it's just now it's one of my favorite ways to spend my free time. Right. That's like it's, so cool. It's restorative. Yeah. Like yeah. When I go and I sit down, play some stuff on the piano and then switch over. I bought a little keyboard that like connects mm. hey. to yeah. um, my computer. And so I can run all of the stuff like through the keyboard now. And so I've made three or four songs and it's been really fun. I'm working on like a kind of just a worship mashup project thing now that I'm spending a lot of time on. And it's just so refreshing to me yeah. to be able to sit down and direct all of that creative energy yeah. into something that is just for the sake of doing it and just for the fun of That's doing so it. That's so cool. Man. I love that. And I think yeah. it's really cool because I think uh, kind of what you're saying, I feel this so much. We're creative people, right? And when you do that for your job, sometimes you can forget 
that that's actually a restorative thing or mm. can be a restorative thing yeah. because you only associate it with work. Right. And so then you're like, oh, I want to be creative, but I'm just so tired. Yes. And I'm like, I forget that. And mm. so like, as you're talking about this, I'm like, yeah, I want to go. I want to create something. But like <laughs> half the time on the weekends, I'm just like, I got nothing left. But I forget mm-hmm. that doing creativity for fun actually puts things back into you. Like right, it gives you, right. it gives back instead of taking from. Yeah, so, I agree. I think it is kind of deceptive yeah. because you're used to the idea of expending creative energy as a draining thing. Right. And so that's just, we kind of make that assumption that that's what that does. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to do it for something that's just for the love of doing it, yeah. it really is a restorative thing, but it does take a little bit, I think of doing that. Right. To rediscover. To convince yourself. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other part of it, too, is like anything can become draining when mm-hmm. you overdo it. Yeah. There have even been times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been working on this song for like five weeks straight. And like, oh. I didn't, I should, like, and I don't really feel like doing it tonight. I just need to go watch a movie or something. Right. Yeah. But that's the great thing about doing something just for the fun of doing it is if you don't feel like doing it, don't. You, you don't have to. Your right. deadlines so, are your own. Right. Yeah. So then you don't do it and you wait until you want to do it again exactly. and then you do. And yeah. that is really refreshing too. Yeah. There's something so neat about the creative process. You experience a lot of other people's creations all the time. Like you're listening mm-hmm. to music that other people have made. Yeah. To flip that and actually make something and say like, okay, I've produced something. I've added to this expansive music. (laughs) That's got to feel really good to Mm. be like, I'm adding to this. I'm not just experiencing it. I'm actually giving something someone else can experience. Yeah, there's definitely a sense of accomplishment, I think, that comes along with it. One of the things I will say that I struggle with a little bit is like having a proper view of my own art. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you Mm -hmm. struggle with this, either of you guys, with stuff that you create. Finding that balance between like, I have created the best song (laughs) of all the people's songs that have ever been created, (laughs) but also not being self-deprecating to the point of like put downs. Yeah. Like and going, well, I'm not very good. My music sucks. But if you want to listen to it, I guess you can. But just know that it's bad. Like, yeah, right. no, you know, like yeah. I don't want to do that either. And so right. I, like I've been trying to find this middle ground between like going, yeah, OK, I'm not Zed or whoever, <laughs> like and I probably will never be. And that's OK. And I'm mm-hmm. like very happy to accept that. Yeah. And at the same time, the sense of accomplishment of like, no, I've created a couple songs and I go back and listen to them and I think like. I like this. Yeah. Right. Like, and that can be good enough for right, me. Like right. people can check it out. I don't, I'm not against that, Yeah, but right. it's not for that either. Right. Like, yeah. I listen to it. It makes me happy. This right. is for you. And, and I if can, other people enjoy it, I can just neat. be satisfied with that. Right? Yeah. yeah. So totally. that's something that's still like a little bit. I have to admit is a work in progress sure. mm. and probably always will be Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. I do oscillate between this, like, this is actually really good. And no, this is total crap somewhere in the middle. And so like that doesn't go away Uh um, just because it's not work related, just because it's fun, Mm -hmm. but it is something I'm working on. And I think that's maybe another side benefit of, Mm -hmm. of working on creative stuff is it kind of forces you to work through some of those Mm -hmm. feelings as well. Yeah. Yeah. Really real robots where we train AIs to do the stuff we don't want. Oh, I wish I could, but I don't want to. All right. So this week we are sending the really real robot off to help Isaac with Mm. some things in life that are challenging right now. Isaac, let us know, man, guys, taxes, taxes are (laughs) just a beast. And so we were like, okay, well, this is a really good application. Let's see how the little really real robot does. So we fed him the entire library of weekend catch up podcasts as well as Isaac on air. And then we set it loose on IRS.gov to learn all about taxes. (laughs) I mean, there are 
are AI that like help with taxes. That's the that's thing. That's true. Right? Yeah. Like TurboTax and right. all that. Exactly. So why can't right. we at RealFib do this? Right. How hard Easy. can it be? Yeah. That's, kind that's what I want to exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> so let, let's see how this first scenario plays out here. Okay. H&R Block, how can I help you? The documents. So many kick-flipping documents. <laughs> okay. I can help you with that. Let's start with the basics. Do you have your W-2 form? Yes. I have the R2-D2. The chickens brought it to me. Huh, yes. That's interesting. So what was your annual income last year? I made 25,372 kills with a KDA of 6.0. I'm afraid to ask. Do you have a home office space you work from a lot? I know it's grind from home a ton since the COVID. Gravy helps me when I bonk. We watch for danger noodles. Okay, you know what? I think it's going to be easier if you just bring me your documents and I'll take care of the rest. Bring you the documents, I will. The documents have gassed me. May the force be with you. Um, thank you? The documents have gassed me. Okay, the, the nose grind from home a lot since COVID. Gravy helps me when I bonk. I can decode that completely. Like that, that is that is one hundred percent. Yes, that's Good perfect. Job, right on. That's that is awesome. that is my vocabulary yeah. and lexicon nail. So many kick flipping documents. So I made twenty five thousand kills last year with a KDA of six point zero. <laughs> Wow. I think you should definitely start tracking (laughs) your income by KDA. Yeah. 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 I'm not exactly sure how that would translate, but it seems doable. I would love to see like what list I've been put on now after (laughs) after telling H&R Block that I've got 25,000 kills. That's great. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So, so far. I love the voice. Yeah. That the AI bot has adopted here too. Like it's so, he was very placid. Yeah. Like very chill, (laughs) but almost in like a. Creepy. Like a little too chill. Yeah. yeah. Gravy helps me when I bong. (laughs) That was very like. AI Isaac sounds simultaneously chill, but also a little stressed. I've been been tranquilized, (laughs) but still put to task. So so many kick Kick flipping documents. relate to that now. Yeah. Wow. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're giving the really real bot a good score for sure. that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did accomplish, I think the H&R block lady that you were yes. role playing Kara did kind of settle with like, yeah, why don't you just bring, just bring me the documents. Bring me the documents. Right. We're probably it. not going to handle this over the phone. That's right. true. That's true. But you got to that point. So yeah, that's, accomplished. Yeah. that's right. That's good. All right. So next, let's see how the real FM bot does in the tall task of filling in for Isaac at a family gathering, making small talk (sighs) based on everything it's learned about Isaac at this point. Okay. Hey, Ike, how's it going? What's new with you? I sketch raccoons. (laughs) That's cool. Uh, What's new with work? Not much. Just carving the gnarly social media NFTs with the stray cats. (laughs) Sounds like an interesting job. Yeah. I goofy foot with the magic bean juice every day. It helps me ratchet. Uh-huh. And uh, how's Bree? She is my grip tape for life. Aww. Seriously, without her eye glitch. Aww. Glad to hear that. Well, I think maybe it's time for me to go talk to someone else. Keep it trill, cuz. Watch out for tacos. <laughs> what did it say there at the end? Keep it trill, cuz. Watch out for what? Watch out for tacos. 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 Got it. Okay. I missed. Okay. I <laughs> tacos or what it said this is incredible because i am positive that this is how my grandparents have been hearing me when i speak to them this whole time anyway 
this this has nailed it. Your family wouldn't even notice they that literally you got switched wouldn't. out. They'd be like, okay, <laughs> be like, okay. checks out. Ike looks a little two-dimensional. This iPad is sitting here. But otherwise, <laughs> we're doing great. Yeah. yeah. I sound exactly like him. Throw, throw a beanie on top of it. Yeah. yeah. And it's authentic. That's so good. Awesome. Bree is my grip tape for life. Yeah, right? I love That's really That was sweet. like genuinely like Heart- touching. That's, yeah. as, that's as earnest and as genuine as I'm ever going to get. Right? Grip tape for life. Fantastic. <laughs> she helps me when I glitch. She helps me when I glitch. <laughs> the gnarly bean juice. That, that had everything. The gnarly... <laughs> What did you say about the bean juice? The magic bean juice helps me ratchet. Ratchet. (laughs) Ratchet. Yeah. (laughs) Incredible. I mean... Job done. They literally will not notice a difference. Yeah, nice. and then the uh, the job description part I liked as oh, well yeah. because it had uh, we got NFTs in there. Yes, I heard. right. Yes, yeah. So uh, it was something about like that was the gnarly. I think the social media gnarly NFTs or something yeah. okay, like that. Yeah, and then the stray cats helped. Yeah, spectacular. Yeah, the, yeah stray, stray cats, cats. helping. <laughs> I with the more, social media more content. Than once the stray cat that I have adopted has pushed my keyboard. Oh, nice. <laughs> This so, has okay. so accurate. They are contributing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Awesome. Good job, little really real bots. Great job, buddy. I need a hero. hero. Celebrating people who save the day. Things are upside down in Eastern Europe right now. Good gosh. Can you imagine going from one day you're at your home and then the next you're basically fleeing your country with everything you can pretty much fit in a suitcase or in Mm -hmm. your arms right it's crazy it's nuts so i've been thinking about this just what would i prioritize it's me and our animals Mm -hmm. brie and i don't even have kids in the picture but i can imagine fleeing your country with your children would be a terrifying experience so stress probably doesn't even cover it a small portion of the 1.7 million refugees fleeing ukraine are coming into poland and getting a little bit of relief in the form of strollers waiting for them at the train station. So parents fleeing the country with their babies have been met with strollers, mm-hmm. many of them outfitted with children's supplies. My hero of the week, helpers like this, people who have brought strollers from Poland, yeah. these Polish moms. There's probably some dads in there, too, but these, mm-hmm. these Polish moms probably have a have it dialed in on what these people probably need. <laughs> yes. yeah. Like if it's anything like how our trips go, like we'll be like, can you pack some stuff? And I would bring like trail mix. <laughs> And like a pot, like that would be like I would bring those things. So I'm hoping you're gonna cook that in there or what? Right, right, right. right. So I have the impression that a lot of these supplies are provided by some Polish parents and Polish moms. Yeah, but they're getting into these train stations, and there's all of these strollers lined up. I read that just at the right point the other day, where I was like. Like, I got really emotional because I was going, gosh, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is true that you can look around for people helping no matter how crazy things are. Mm -hmm. There are people like this who are helping. I want to add really quick. There's someone who I learned about this morning. Tom Littledyke is a pub owner in the UK. Okay. Okay. 31 years old. And he was sitting down watching the news like all of us are. But he's on the same like land mass as Ukraine. He can like go there. Yeah. yeah. So he loaded up his minibus (gasps) with supplies donated by his community, drove over a thousand miles from his pub to the border of Ukraine. And he's been there all week helping people out. He's been on the Ukrainian Poland border helping people out. And he's been giving rides to people to get to the border. He's been going into Ukraine. Oh, wow. From the border in his minibus. And he posted this funny conversation he had with someone. His insurance agent called him. Oh, no. The people who cover his van. Yeah. Uh He said, I'm going to read just directly from him because this is the funniest (laughs) thing. He said, I received a phone call five minutes ago from a lovely person who had nothing but compliments and encouragement. 
but it was swiftly followed by her job. She works on behalf of my car insurance company for the minibus. And she said that she had to regretfully inform me that the vehicle was not covered in war zones. (laughs) He said we both laughed. And I said, I'd be sure to only receive bullet holes in Poland. Oh, (laughs) there you go. That dude's a gangster. (laughs) Right. That that guy is awesome. So people helping in general are my heroes this week because it's incredible so and it's amazing. cool that this is so many people's response when they they hear about stuff like this that's going on and go like how can i be a part yeah of mm-hmm. making this better like yeah. i know i can't stop a war right i know i can't change vladimir putin's mind i right. know you know like there's so much that's beyond our control mm-hmm. but what can i do right and yeah. there are so many people that are are doing those things i was reading yesterday about a bunch of people that apparently have gone online to Airbnb mm-hmm. and they're reserving Airbnbs in oh. Ukraine, knowing full well that they will never fulfill those reservations. They're right. not going to yeah. be there. But just because they're trying to help out Airbnb owners uh. in Ukraine. It's a way to give them money. Right. Yeah. It's Gosh. basically a way of donating to them and getting in touch with some people in Ukraine and right. trying to encourage them. Yeah. And, you know, like that one, then, OK, there's all these like articles that come out afterwards. They're like, well, a lot of Airbnbs in these places are owned by larger companies and things oh. that aren't even Ukrainian. And so are you really helping people out? So people are trying to figure all that out. But all of that aside, mm-hmm. can yeah. we just stop and appreciate for a second the heart mm. behind what these people are doing? People want to like help. Random couples in the US renting out Airbnbs, yeah. moms in Poland leaving strollers, yeah. dudes driving their buses all the way across <laughs> Europe right? to try to help refugees. Yeah. Like, so beautiful. And there's more of these stories, I'm sure. Countless. Oh, yeah. So um, many. But yeah, like just appreciating the fact that people are doing anything that they can to help mm. a fellow human being in need. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Good job, humans. Yeah. I was talking to my little brother about this and he had the perspective of a 16 year old who, who just said like, why mm. is this happening? And mm. this, and he kind of hit me with like that question that everyone asks at one point, <laughs> right. why do bad things happen? Yeah. Right. My Good response, question. I kind of shared this a little bit. I was like, in the response of great evil, there's always incredible kindness to match that. And just looking for that and finding it is so crucial. I love it. Mm. Support for Real FM is brought to you by Mom Advice Hotline. Need a second opinion from some potentially questionable advice from Dad? Mom has got you covered. He said the what? That's ridiculous. Call a plumber, honey. It's their job. Mom Advice features moms from all over the country with years of experience. No, honey. You can't reheat Chinese from three weeks ago. Throw it away. They only said that because they're jealous. I think that shirt looks great on you. Additional fees may apply. Mom advice is not legally binding advice and cannot supersede any store return policies. Quote me on that. The part of the show where Anson, Kara, and Isaac have thoughts on other people's thoughts. Did I interrupt you brooding just now? Yes, now it's time to tackle our quote of the week. I love that it was revealed earlier in this episode <laughs> that this quote, which Kara brought to us from yes. the movie Bridesmaids, I know. is a movie that she has not actually seen before. I know, I right. cheated. I looked it up on the internet. And that's Me fantastic. And but somehow, that is Bridesmaids. that's even better, though. It is. Isaac even and I better. have somehow seen this movie. <laughs> we did that on our girls' you know, Yeah, yeah. yeah. As we're yeah. hanging out. We, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to talk about that. I'm sorry. Top secret. (laughs) Otherwise, you're going to have to invite Kara to our girls' night. (laughs) 
all right. So there's a scene in the movie Bridesmaids. Have you seen the scene? No. No. You haven't even seen the scene. Yeah. How funny okay. is that? Might yeah. have to do a little post episode yeah, like we'll viewing. viewing later mm-hmm. so that you can actually watch the scene that this is from. Yeah. Because the scene that this quote is from is actually hilarious. Okay. Uh, do you remember the scene? Have you I, watched it? I saw Bridesmaids like the week it came out and then okay. I haven't watched it since. Okay. So I actually went back and watched oh, good for you. this clip. Again. Okay. And I found it on YouTube. Yeah. So here's the quote. Let me read the quote first. And then for your guys' benefit and for our listeners' benefit, <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, yeah. uh, share a little bit of the context about where this quote comes from. Okay. Yeah. So it's from the movie Bridesmaids. The quote is, I don't associate with people who blame the world for their problems. Mm-hmm. You are your problem. You are also your solution, as can probably be gleaned from the name of this movie. <laughs> it's about a bunch of ladies who are bridesmaids in a wedding, and they're all from different backgrounds. They have different ideas of how mm-hmm. this whole thing ought to go down. And yeah. so they're like bringing those very disparate perspectives into like a group dynamic uh-huh. and hijinks ensue. Right. Yeah. And so that's kind of the, <laughs> the basic thrust of the movie. There's one character in the movie in particular. Her name is Megan. She's one of the bridesmaids and she's the like cliche doesn't fit in trope right uh, she's like the nerd or the, the dweeb yeah. of yeah. the group like there's the super like popular you know it's kind of like a high school like yeah. click dynamic kind of thing there's like the mm-hmm. popular girls and the pretty girls and oh, yeah. and she's the like odd duckling uh-huh. of the group right she's the one that actually delivers this quote okay to the main character in the movie whose name is annie mm-hmm. and annie's having a little bit of a crisis because we're at that point in the movie where like things are going bad the friends are unhappy with her maybe yeah. friendships are being broken yeah right and then this odd duckling lady that she just met they didn't know each other before who's yeah. also part of the bridal party is giving her the tough love kind uh. of speech slapping her upside the head and being like listen here like you get don't have time to wallow in self-pity yeah like get yourself together yeah mm-hmm. i don't associate with people who blame the world for their problems you are your problem you're also your solution yeah try to like kind yeah. of slap her around a little bit and actually in the scene it's actually literal like she literally like comes up and like kind of shakes her and like oh. throws her down on the couch and is like climbing on her and kind of like whacking her face and yeah. the other lady's like what are you di- get off of me yeah like, what is even happening here wow and she's like no seriously get it together i'm not gonna let you just wallow and and like waste away your life feeling sorry for yourself so it's like, said from a place of encouragement right get up and yeah. get yourself together yeah and the scene actually ends well like she does she's kind of like okay you're right you're right like i gotta i gotta oh. get up and, and keep moving on and try yeah. to figure this situation out so that's the context in the movie okay okay and i just wanted to kind of start by sharing that because i have a feeling from my own reaction to this quote that we're probably going to come out swinging at this quote a little bit and i do think that that's well deserved so we'll get to that in just <laughs> yeah. a second and i will join in with what you guys have to say yeah but Briefly, in an attempt to play devil's advocate, I also think it's fair to point out the context of this quote, right? So you got Annie wallowing in self-pity. Megan decides she needs a little tough love. If it's from the right person and if it's delivered the right way, Mm. sometimes we need tough love. Yeah. Is that a fair thing to say? There are times in my life, I'll just speak for myself. There are times where I've wanted to play the victim Mm. in a situation. Yeah. And feel really sorry for myself. And I actually did have some power to do something about whatever was happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe to change the circumstances. Maybe not. Maybe just to change my attitude. Right. Yeah. But I needed a reminder from my parents or from my spouse or from someone, a good friend, saying, hey, 
get yourself together. Yeah. It's okay. You're yeah. not like, powerless. You're not powerless. Right. Mm. A little bit of an attitude change could probably go a long way here. Yeah. Right. right. Like I think there genuinely are times where we need to hear that yeah. thing. Right. Have you guys had this experience where maybe you've had a friend, mm. maybe not literally slap you upside the head, <laughs> yeah. but kind of figuratively shake you for a second and just be like, Hey, 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 look at, look at me in the eyes. Like right. yeah. we are okay. Yes. Right. You're going to be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. This is going to be okay. Pull yourself together just a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. I think, like you said, the key there for me is you have to have the established, and maybe in this movie, she doesn't have the established relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that may not be true. But for me, you've got to earn the right to say that. Right. right. You have to have shown up day in, day out, been there through all the things. And then you could, I, I think so. I think there's, it's fair that some people in your life have earned the right to be like, hey, hey, <laughs> like, right. you're that, going off yeah. the defense. doesn't give someone the right to just be like, like callous and harsh and no, mean. No, right. no, but no, no, even no. in the context of this show, at the end of the scene, after they kind of have a, like a little moment of breakthrough and the, right, you know, yeah. she's kind of slapping her upside the head and, <laughs> and they kind of have this moment where Annie, the character who's been feeling down, says, I just am really sad because I feel like maybe I've like lost a friend. Yeah. And the other character, the one that's been basically saying suck it up to that point, yeah. kind of softens and says, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. And that sucks. That, but we're going to be okay. Like, right. And yeah. so like, she's showing some. There's a tension empathy. there between like a tough love and a hug. Yeah. yeah like yeah, a reassurance. Yeah. And I think that's my issue with this quote. I, as much as I don't like to admit it, like I am pretty judgmental against people who I think they've mm-hmm. kind of put themselves in a mess. And that's totally hypocritical of me because I am a professional at getting in messes <laughs> for myself. Yeah. And I also will definitely throw pity parties like she's yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know why I have this in me where I'm like, well, my pity parties aren't as bad as this. <laughs> right. So I right. have a bad habit. Mm. I will try and deliver some tough love air mm. quotes, but it comes across like even if I kind of nail it in the delivery from my own end, it's a little bit patronizing and I'm like putting someone down. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I read this and I'm like, Ooh, this looks familiar in a bad way. Cause this gotcha. feels like something yeah. I would say to someone that I'm judging. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, That's totally. That's totally fair. Yeah. So the first part of this quote, I don't associate with people who blame the world for their problems. Mm-hmm. It obviously has like a very judgmental tone yeah. Yeah. to it. And it'd be easy to just go straight to like, yeah, I hate it when other people take this attitude. Yeah. yeah. But to your point, do we ourselves occasionally take this attitude? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we don't say to people this exact <laughs> quote. Like, I'm yeah. not going to go to that person and go like, that's true. I don't associate with you because you blame the world for your problems. Yeah. But sometimes I feel that way. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I feel like, yeah, I don't really want to be around that person. Like, yeah. well, I don't, I don't want to have to deal with all of their stuff. Like, I got right. my own stuff. I don't right. Wanna, like, right. Yeah. It's easy to look at someone else and be like, why can't you pull yourself together when yeah, it's a problem 100%. that you don't have? Right. Like, and, yeah. they, and we've all done that. It's super easy to do. Right. When yeah. we lack empathy or when we're maybe not familiar with someone else's problem, because it's right. not something that we struggle with or whatever, yeah. or we just don't understand like the full extent of the problem. Right. Yeah. It's easy to be kind of dismissive of somebody else's right. issue and go like, Eh, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, get like, it together. And, it's, and it's incorrect to blame the world for all your problems. Like you yeah, have a totally. hand in where you go. But it's also natural to want to distance yourself from something you're embarrassed by mm. or you're ashamed mm. of. And oftentimes, like when I've goofed, my initial reaction is to be like, OK, how can I deflect off of that? Like mm. I'm going to, you know, 
thoughts. Well, really, it's this. This is the reason that this happened. Yes. So I can understand that, too. So why am right. I so impatient with people that do it? <laughs> no, yeah. right? I know. I kind of wonder if, sorry, Kara, I didn't no, go ahead. Go interrupt ahead. you, but I, I kind of wonder, too, if this should be a little bit of a warning to us about the dangers of excessive self-pity, mm-hmm. because like no one does like being around someone who's constantly a downer. Right. That's true. Right. I think it, it could be a good reminder for us as well, not to just be like, okay, well, I can't be sad or I can't express my feelings mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. But if we're constantly this way, like we probably have all been around people who have been like that. And it is hard to be like, yeah, I really want to spend time with that person. Right. One of the things that I struggle with is I have had people in my life who have had extended periods of depression or going through times Mm -hmm. that are really difficult. And there are times where I kind of start to run out of patience with that person. I run out of patience before they run out of their problem. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. the funk lasts longer. Yeah. I'm kind of going like, Okay, yeah, but we've already had like seven conversations about <laughs> right. this problem, yeah. and I've already given you my really great advice. Right. So why aren't you should, taking it? That should just solve it. Yeah. And yeah. it still hasn't fixed the problem, and we're still in this place, and I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. and that gets hard Ooh. to support someone where they're in the middle of those really difficult moments mm-hmm. that yeah. seem to kind of drag on, and we're ready to move on. Yeah. And they're not there yet. I think yeah. that's the danger. Is it's hard to know having been a person who's been depressed, there's times where you can't just snap out of it. Right. Like, yeah. And it's not just like, I'm not just having a pity party here. Mm. I'm legitimately stuck. Yeah. And that feels like the difference to me. Like yes. sometimes you do get stuck in life and you need someone to come alongside and be like, let's just do the next thing. Yeah. Just today. Mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes that is tough love. Like, all right, well, I'm going to help you get out of bed and take a shot. Like, right. let's do yeah. this. Yeah. And if like the person you're talking to goes like, no, I don't, I'm not. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to not even ever get out. Like, right. there might be a point where you have to be yeah. like, no, look, literally, listen, yeah. I love you. <laughs> and because of that, I'm going to drag you to my car and we're going to go eat lunch together. Right. Or, you know, right. Again, in the right context, there might yeah. be ways yeah. where, quote unquote, tough love. Yeah. Right. But helpful. But yeah, ultimately, it's hard to this feels so self-righteous and arrogant to be mm. like, well, I just don't associate with people. who do Right. That. And no right. one is more sensitive to how their depressive episode is affecting people <laughs> than the, the, someone who's yeah. in a depressive episode. Oh, it's so yeah, it's this yeah. vicious cycle of like, oh, yeah, I have been in a pretty bad funk before and I got snippy at Brie for no reason oh. over nothing. Yeah. And I caught like that. Luckily, was a turning point where I was like, OK, this phase of my life needs to stop because it's affecting her. Right. And like, I know it's affected her, but like, this is me now taking this out on her and we've got to adjust because that's not mm. acceptable. That could have gone the other direction where it's like, yeah. look at how I treat the people who are trying to help me. And then yeah. you just go right. further right. deep down. Yeah. Exactly. I think sometimes people in those episodes like need reassurance. That like, hey, look, it's OK. Yeah. I can handle your mm. stuff. It's I, great. Can, I can handle your sadness. Yeah. I am willing to associate yeah. with right. you, right. even though you're being a bit of a downer. Right. Like right. we all know yeah. you're a downer right now. Yeah, but that's OK. I'm willing to meet you in the middle of that. And yeah. generally the grace that comes with that is when that person is way past their point of patience, grace yes. is grace because it's hard to give to people. Yeah, right. like it's not yeah. ever like, we, yeah, it's true. not hard to extend grace to people who don't who like, are reasonable. Yeah, who are reasonable. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. person is generally when they give that point of like, no, we're going to get up and go to lunch. Mm-hmm. They're already well past their point of patience, probably. Yeah. 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 And by the way, point. I think it's ironic that in the scene that this quote is from, that's basically what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the person who's delivering the quote is associating with the person who's down true. and out. Yeah. That's They're with point. the downer. And while the quote's all about relying on yourself and being your own solution, it actually was a good, supportive friend yeah. that right. was helping them and being yeah. part of the solution. That's true. So like. 
That's a good point. Yeah, she was kind of delivering this line with like some tough love. But at the same time, she yeah. was being a supportive friend and she was meeting her friend in the middle of yeah. a difficult place. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're going to go with the tough love yeah. kind of mm-hmm. act, to your point, Kara, like, you got to have these other components with it. Like, you've got to have earned the ability to yeah. do that. Yeah. And it's not this callous from afar hey, buck up, like kind of thing. It's like, no, I'm coming in here to meet you where you are and help you where you are. And sometimes I might have to say some things Mm -hmm. that are hard to hear. Right. But that can be very, very loving if it's done in the right way. One of the things we all probably feel about this quote on the negative side, you are your problem. You are also your solution. Even though we just went through, okay, yes, you have to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. And that's an important part of moving forward and healing. There is something in here that's like, yeah, you got to be careful with that one because, yes. sure, we're the source of our problems a lot of times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not yeah. always, but a lot of times and we have to take responsibility. But also, there's no way I can fix myself, right. fix right. this or anybody else. And I know it's very cliche. Let's Jesus juke the segment. But for real, though, we need Jesus. And yeah. it's a very, very depressing thing when you are in that place of darkness and stuckness to hear someone be like, well, just fix it. Like just mm-hmm. get over it as right. we've been saying. Thanks. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And yeah. So yeah. I think that's an important one. Yeah. You got to take some steps. You got to own it. Yeah. But it's not all yeah. up to you. You're not your own solution. Yeah. Right. The very best thing you can do for yourself is realize I need help. Yeah. Like, I, exactly. I got to bring in someone else on this. Exactly. Because I can't fix myself. Right. <laughs> but you can choose to yeah. like move towards help. Right. Which is what she's probably saying in this right. quote is like, yeah, you yeah. are your solution as in like, you are the only one that can take the steps to be healthy, to pursue help. Yeah. I think yeah. there's uh, some kernels of truth there in the yeah. fact that yes, like you have to make some choices Yes, and you have to make some decisions. Nobody can and, make them for you. Right. That's fair. But I think, yeah, just on the face of it, this, you are your problem you are also your solution. I said last week that I thought our quote of the week was a very humanist kind of philosophy. Yes. And I think this, this one, one maybe even more so. Yeah. From mm-hmm. a humanist standpoint, it, again, it's logical. Yeah. You can't rely on anybody else to make your choices or to fix your problems. Right. Like, because everyone else is going to fail you at some point or another. Right. So yeah. the, the humanist approach is to say, like, I've got to take matters into my own hands. Yeah. And I've got to take care of myself yeah. because I care about me more than anyone else cares about me which is kind of a depressing thought to me like if you really carry all of that out this phrase this you are your problem you are also your solution i've mentioned this before as a good reformed presbyterian (laughs) i am actually all for the first half of this quote Uh, that you are your problem that's not to say that bad things can't or don't happen to us sometimes that aren't our fault but we tend to underestimate our own depravity Mm. at times there's this quote from uh, tim keller he has a well-known saying from one of his books. He says, the gospel is this. You are far worse than you ever imagined, yet far more loved than you could ever dream. Mm-hmm. And that's the gospel message. And the first half of that quote, you are far worse than you ever imagined, <laughs> actually lines up pretty well with the first part of this quote. It's not you a are, comforting piece. Of- you are your problem. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And like that, that on its own. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It isn't a comforting thing. But the reason the gospel is a comfort is because it doesn't end there. Right. Right. It's like you are far worse than you ever imagined. 
But that is just context for the second part of the quote, right. which is you're far more loved than you could ever dream, yeah. which makes the love that much more extravagant, that much more mm. amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we understand the depths of our own depravity, if yeah. we understand the depths God goes to, yeah. to love us despite who we are yeah. and the mess that we are. And what she's right? saying here is like when she's and going back to that first part, like the setup for this, like you're talking about her being in that room and saying, like, I don't associate with people who blame the world for their problems. It's almost like speaking a truth like and I'm here. And that's not who you are. So we're going to fix oh, this. Like that's, that, that's kind of a cool way to look at that. That's where she's good, going yeah. like, we're here together associating like right. Anson pointed out. Like this is not who you are. This isn't who you are. We're yeah. going to get through this. Right. Mm. I think it's cool. And yet at the same time, that last part of the quote, like I can't ignore that. Like right. you are the solution yeah. part of the quote, because that's where Tim Keller's quote, for example, mm-hmm. and this one diverge greatly. Right. Oh, for right. Sure. Like yeah. going from you are your own problem. True. Yeah. I agree with that. You are also the solution versus you are loved. Right. Like those are very, <sighs> those, yeah. are those are very different resolutions yeah. to the end of the sentence there. Yeah. One of those is this humanist philosophy that like, I've got to pull myself up. I got to mm-hmm. figure out how to fix this. And the other one says, no, the fact that you are loved by God is the solution. Right. Yeah. Like, and it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with yourself. Like the gospel approach completely tosses out your own ability to do anything about yourself. Right. Right. With actually both parts of that quote, both the, you are loved and also that you are far worse than you ever imagined. Mm -hmm. If you accept that, that you are far worse than you ever imagined, that shuts the door on your ability mm-hmm. to do anything about it. Right. Yeah, like I'm, true. I am stuck. I'm in prison. I only have the capacity state of being. to make mistakes. <laughs> right. Like I, I cannot do anything true. about yeah. it. Only the fact that I am loved by God changes the dynamic of that. And it does right. change it completely. Right. But it has nothing to do with me. I just don't know that you could get any further apart. No. Like between those two ideas, you right. are your own solution versus you are loved by God. Because yeah. there's the one has hope and one, if you're stuck, and you can't be your own solution or you yeah. you just feel paralyzed, then what do you do? And the other one is, no, there's a solution outside of you. Duh, you're stuck. Like, Jesus knows that. <laughs> That's right. the point. Jesus knew you'd be stuck in this moment. Right. And, and nothing uh, changed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Still he, died for you. Yeah. He loves you. They couldn't be more different. And ironically, I think it actually changes the first part of that sentence. The way I think about that as well, the you are your problem. Mm-hmm. Because if you say you are your problem, you are also your solution. Mm-hmm. The implication I feel like that lives underneath that is that, yes, you are your problem. But one, you don't have to be that way. Mm. And two, like the problem isn't that bad it's Uh, fixable right right. like like in order for you to be your own solution Mm. you have to be able to solve the problem problem. Mm. yeah and so like may you know yes you are your own problem but it's really just you know with one simple trick right right? like if you just think about it a different way Uh or pull yourself up a little bit yeah yeah. Uh like if you just would adopt a better attitude you know the cliche of like life is like whatever percent like what happens to you and 99% your attitude or whatever like yes attitude does matter and is powerful but this just implies to me that your problem is of your own making to the extent that like if you would just rearrange the pieces a little bit or do something just a little bit differently then you can solve this and you can please, figure please that out. Please know that if you say that earnestly, like that quote, I want to throw rocks. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Right, it's right. Not. Right, well, because like Tim, Keller, Tim Keller's quote says, not just you are your problem. It says like, you're far worse than you've ever yeah. imagined. Like, yeah, yeah, which yeah. again, I get how that sounds 
really depressing on the face of it. But I think, again, in the full context of the gospel, it's actually really powerful Mm -hmm. because it releases pressure. It goes like, no, when you're not the solution, when your problem is so bad that there's no way that you're going to be able to fix it, Mm -hmm. it relieves some of that pressure we feel to solve our own problems and to be our own solution, right? Right. And I think, like you were saying earlier, if you follow this humanistic philosophy to its end, you end up with something we've talked about before, this optimization obsession that Mm. we have in our culture. Because if I am my problem and I'm also my solution, well, then there's a way to perfectly optimize every aspect of my life and fix it and make it. And and we are obsessed. You just got to find the answer. I just got to find it. If you can just find the key and unlock it and we are, you'll be good. Absolutely obsessed with that in Mm -hmm. our culture. Everything you read everywhere you look is like, you're just one diet away or one system away from, you know, Marie Kondo, you're one, one step away from finding your bliss. (laughs) You can just do it. And And I think, I think that's where a lot of my tension comes from with this, because I know the answer, right? I know, I know what the answer is. Yeah. And if someone is not ready to hear that, Mm -hmm. it can be incredibly frustrating to walk alongside that person and be like, huh? Yeah, It's it's (laughs) weird how you keep trying other things. (laughs) Than just accepting that you're loved by Jesus. Like that, that is really frustrating. So be patient. If, mm. if I'm telling that's myself yes. as oh, much as I'm true. telling listener, be patient. Oh, if so you're true. there, yeah. extend grace continually. Like be patient with these people because yep. Yep. you might be the example of Jesus to them that they're going to get. So be patient mm. with them. That's good. That brings us to the end of episode 83 of the Really Real Mm -hmm. Podcast. But instead of drawing a blank at the end of our podcast, we are going to fill one in. Here's our fill in the blank for this week. Next time, I am walking through a difficult situation with a friend or a loved one. After this conversation, one of the things that I want to remember or keep in mind is patience, patience, Mm -hmm. grace, because there is going to be a temptation for the tough love to kick in. But maybe it's not needed yet. Maybe this is going to be just building a little more trust. Mm. So when if you're the person that's supposed to deliver tough love, Mm. maybe it'll be more effective that next time around. Maybe Mm -hmm. check yourself a little bit. Ike, make sure (laughs) make sure it's tough love time before you actually try to deliver it. Mm. Just because something looks obvious and easy to me from the outside does not mean that it is that way to that person struggling with that thing because we've all been there, right? Where the thing we're struggling with looks super easy to someone else and they don't understand Mm -hmm. why is this a thing for you? And so it kind of comes back to the same thing you're saying, the patience, but, but from that perspective of like, I don't get it. It doesn't look hard to me, but I'm not you. So I can't say that it's not. This quote that I've shared earlier in the episode from Tim Keller, you're far worse than you ever imagined, yet far more loved than you could ever dream. Mm -hmm. That not only applies to the person we're trying to help, it applies to us as well Mm -hmm. as the helper. Yeah. Yeah. I am also far worse than I ever imagined. (laughs) I'm not really any different than the person that I'm trying to help. Yeah. Maybe they're going through a hard thing right now. Mm -hmm. I might be tomorrow or later today. Right. And secondly, I am not the solution. Just like they are not the solution for their own problem. Oh, that's good. I'm not the solution for their problem either. Right. It's really good. When you're trying to help someone else in a hard place, maybe it's even more important at that moment Uh to remember that you're not the solution. The solution is the fact that God loves them Mm -hmm. and he's going to take care of them. And hopefully we can open ourselves up to being used by him. Mm -hmm. However, he wants to use us to help out somebody in Mm -hmm. need. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's him that's going to do that work, not us. Preach. <laughs> We're late for bowling class. Ooh. So, okay. We better get going. 
Thanks for listening to the Really Real Podcast. If you loved this episode, tell us by leaving a review on your podcast app. If you think of this episode more as a friend, that's fine too. Just let us down gently. Seriously, we'll be fine. Listen to Real FM Radio and more Real FM podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. Tune in next time to hear Anson, Kara, and Isaac say, Anson, how dare you say things that Jesus needed me to hear. (laughs) 